Hello, my name is Dean Bobar, and I am the Adult Life Minister at Christ Pacific Church in Huntington Beach, California. As a church, we are seeking to cultivate a vibrant community of faith, hope, and love that follows Jesus into the world so our neighbors may also experience God's goodness. You're listening to our Year in the Bible podcast. If you'd like to learn more about us or to subscribe to this podcast, visit us at cpchb.org. The first sermon I ever preached was from Acts chapter 4, verses 1 through 22, and I gave it the title, Risk, Fearing Nothing But God. I think I chose that title as a kind of pep talk to myself because I knew I had to stand up in front of 1,500 people and preach three times that Sunday. I was so scared. You know the saying that many people are more afraid of public speaking than of dying? I may have been there. I took a giant risk that day in preaching. I chose to fear nothing but God, and I was encouraged to do just that by my mentor, Tim Shaw. If acts were a film, you would find it in the action and adventure section on Netflix. It wouldn't be with the rom-coms or the chick flicks or the sci-fi stuff. And I love this action-packed chronicle of the early church's adventurous expansion. The whole book of Acts really is a repository of stories about followers of Jesus filled with the Holy Spirit and risking everything for the sake of the gospel, fearing nothing but God. I mean, listen to some of these examples. Peter risked his reputation to defend the character of believers who were declaring God's deeds of power in other languages. The jeering crowds insisted that they must have been drunk, but Peter claimed they were doing so through the power of the Holy Spirit. What happened as a result of Peter's fearlessness? Well, about 3,000 people came to saving faith in Jesus Christ that day. Or consider Peter and John together, who were threatened by the ruling council to stop sharing about the resurrected Jesus. But Peter and John respond saying, we cannot help but speaking about what we have seen and heard. That's Acts 4.20. We can't help it. The result? All the people praised God for what had happened. Or consider when many gathered believers heard about the threats made to Peter and John for their preaching the good news of Jesus, and they gathered together and prayed. And now, Lord, look at their threats and grant to your servants to speak your word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. The result of that prayer? The place in which they were gathered together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God with boldness. Now, come on now. This is the stuff of an Avengers film. Film, Not only it's real. And rather than being powered by a palladium arc reactor, they're powered by the Holy Spirit. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go check out some Avengers films. Or think about when Stephen was falsely accused of speaking blasphemy against Moses and against God. And when he was dragged before the high priest to defend himself, he shared the entire redemption story of God that culminated in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The result of that, he was stoned to death. 
reminding us that not even death ought to be feared. For not even death will arrest the expansion of God's salvation to all who believe. All of that is in Acts chapter 7. Or what about when Ananias heard the Lord's voice instructing him to go meet the murderous Saul of Tarsus, the man who would become who we know as the Apostle Paul? Ananias overcame his fear of death and obeyed the Lord's call. It's in Acts chapter 9. The result? Saul becomes Paul, the great evangelist to the nations. Thank you, Ananias, for taking that risk and fearing nothing but God. On and on Acts goes, describing followers filled with the Spirit, fearing nothing but God. The result? God's salvation in Christ extends outward from Jerusalem all the way to the center of the known world, which was Rome. Well, I get all excited about Acts, as you can see. Let me just talk about four simple observations about Acts that might help you read Acts well. First of all, Acts is part two. Acts 1.1 begins with these words. In the first book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus did and taught from the beginning until the day when he was taken up to heaven. The book of Acts is the second book in a two-volume work by Luke the physician. Luke wrote two volumes of approximately equal length because each volume is what would fit on one papyrus scroll. Turns out publishing in the first century was quite different than it is today. So while book one, which we know as Luke's gospel, while book one recounts all that Jesus did and taught, book two, the Acts of the Apostles, that recounts all that the Holy Spirit did through the earliest disciples to spread the good news of Jesus from Jerusalem all the way to Rome. Well, Secondly, whose acts are they? I mean, if the title is going to describe the book itself, it really ought to be called the Acts of the Holy Spirit. Acts chronicles the empowerment of Jesus' followers by the Holy Spirit to be witnesses to Jesus Christ. So as Gordon Fee and Douglas Stewart write in their helpful little book, How to Read the Bible Book by Book, I recommend that to you, by the way, how to Read the Bible, book by book. They write, Christ, the great bearer of the Spirit, is also the great baptizer in the Spirit, so that others will receive the Spirit and thus bear witness to Christ. So at every turn, we see how the Holy Spirit is the driving force that propels the story forward and ultimately propels the gospel outward from Jerusalem all the way to Rome. A good exercise, by the way, would be to underline every time in Acts you come across the word, or name, I should say, Holy Spirit. It's a lot. We really ought to call this the Acts of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so first observation is that Acts is part two of a two-volume work. Secondly, a good title for this book would probably be The Acts of the Holy Spirit. Third, 
God's promise to Abraham is finally fulfilled. We see this in the book of Acts. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 3, God promised Abraham, In you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. The prophets continuously look forward to the day when all the families of the earth will be, conclu- will be included in the people of God. Check out Isaiah chapter 2, verses 2 through 4. And now in Acts, the promise is being fulfilled through the work of the Spirit in the early church. One of the ways Luke illustrates this is the gradual movement in Acts from Jerusalem to Rome. What began in Jerusalem with Jesus has extended to the center of the Gentile world in Rome. Indeed, Acts ends with Paul in Rome, quote, proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. And it's being written about by a Gentile named Luke. So here in Acts, we see the promise to Abraham finally being fulfilled. All the families of the earth shall be blessed through Abraham's seed, who we have come to know as Jesus. Okay, the fourth observation. Participation is key. I have loved every Marvel Avengers film. The entertainment factor has been super high for me, although admittedly I have a really low entertainment threshold. But I have really found the storylines and the character development in these Avengers films interesting and compelling. They're just plain old fun. Yet, ultimately, the Marvel Cinematic Universe can do little more than entertain me because I am little more than a spectator. But the acts of the Holy Spirit, on the other hand, this is an adventure into which we have been invited to participate. We're not merely spectators to a story that took place long ago and far away. On the contrary, we are actors in God's grand story now. Disciples who also have been given the Father's promised Holy Spirit to embolden us as witnesses to Jesus Christ in our cities and to the ends of the earth. So as you read Acts, I encourage you to risk seeing yourself in the story, to fear nothing but God. There is a great adventure of faith fueled by the person of the Holy Spirit awaiting you at the other end of this risk. Have fun. See you on the journey. Thanks so much for joining us for our Year in the Bible podcast. If you'd like to hear more about our Year in the Bible campaign to subscribe or learn how you can become engaged with us as a church, please visit us at cpchb.org.